Hey, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about how relaxation helps you to lose weight. This is one of the most, the easiest way probably to actually start losing weight, but it makes the whole process way more enjoyable. And so I want to talk about how, um, because you, you know you should relax more, right? Um, and if you're like the average person, you're not relaxed. You're stressed out. You know what I mean? You're just trying to make it day to day. You know, you're in kind of anxiety stress mode a lot of the time. Right, that's where a lot of people find themselves. And that mode uh, is very difficult to make the right food choices. And on top of that, that way of being, that feeling, it triggers a lot of unhealthy cravings and an inability or reduced ability to override them and choose the right things. So you really, if you think about your relaxation or your stress level um, on a foundational level, it's underneath your weight loss. And if you are stressed out, it's so difficult to lose weight. Now, I got to talk about the, the typical paradigm that someone thinks in terms of losing weight, because you probably think about losing weight in terms of a dieter, right? You're going to start your plan tomorrow, right? Strict plan. And you're going to use your willpower to force yourself to follow it. And you've probably done that before. <laughs> it's probably been unpleasant. You've probably failed at it. And now on top of already being stressed in your life, you're now introducing even more stress into your life by dieting or doing some extreme plan in order to lose weight. And the chances of you succeeding in that situation are really low, you know? And so you've got to recognize, you know, what, what a lot of people do intuitively is they think that the willpower, they, they think of willpower almost as a non-physical thing. You just think it's like some magical force that you're just gonna use. It's always gonna be there for you. It's very important that you realize that your willpower is a physical thing. It's run by your prefrontal cortex. It, metaphorically, and this is very accurate, you should think about your willpower like it's a muscle because it's very much like a muscle. You use it and then it gets depleted and stops working, okay? And so typically we start our day with the highest amount of willpower and it goes down as the day goes on. So to go back to the weight loss thing, if you're already stressed out, you're already kind of at your limit and capacity, and then you say, okay, now I'm going to start losing weight with this really intense diet. I'm going to use my willpower to force me to overcome all my bad cravings, my unhealthy desires, my bad habits. Um, you, you know what I mean? Like, like strategically, it's, it's, a, it's a fail. <laughs> it's not going to work. And yet, and yet people do this consistently. This is probably the most common form of how people are going to try and lose weight. So my goal here is to help you take a step back. And I'm actually going to walk you through a little relaxation here just so you can experience it. Because talking about relaxation and experiencing are two different things. Just like if I told you about a roller coaster and I put your ass in the front seat, two totally different experiences, right? So relaxation is the same thing. So we're going to get to that in just a second. Um, but I want you to take a step back and look at the last times that you have attempted to lose weight. Ask yourself the question, have you, one, um, attempted to lose weight by doing something stressful, tense, anxiety-inducing by following some strict plan that you expected to be hard, that was hard, that it was depriving, it was miserable? Um, and is that not how you anticipate the next attempt at it to be, right? Um, and the second thing is, are you in a position, relaxed-wise, energetically-wise, cognitively-wise, to succeed with a plan like that? <laughs> and I, I mean, the, the, the answer kind of seems obvious as I, as I suggest it. Um, but when you start focusing on the relaxation, again, it becomes that foundational piece 
where you start to recover and replenish your energy. First of all, you start to support a lot of bottom up factors. Again, when you're, when you're tense, when you're stressed out, you're activating your sympathetic nervous system. The blood goes from your brain down to your body. You go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. You get very impulsive. You get a lot of unhealthy cravings. That's hard, okay? And that's, that's before we even get to the willpower. That's just the bottom up factors. Um, there's hormonal effects because of that. Uh, it, it just goes on and on. When you relax, you calm down, your body responds, it feels more calm. Um, the, the chemicals in your body start to shift in the way that you start to reduce your unhealthy cravings. You start to have more energy, you start to have more perspective, more clarity of mind, more creativity. Um, your body starts operating more efficiently and all that. So what happens is not only do you tap into more willpower when you're relaxed, but you also impact the bottom up factors that are influencing your weight, the cravings, the hunger, um, your metabolism, your hormonal you know, levels and, and things like that. So there's so many foundational pieces that as you focus on relaxation, because in our society, we minimize the effects of relaxation, right? We're a stressed out society. And so we're always minimizing that. So I want you to take a step back and realize how much easier would it be for you to influence your eating, your lifestyle behaviors with a foundation of being relaxed and calm. And so you've got an idea now of what that may be like, but now let me help you experience that relaxation, okay? So that you can really, really see clearly how much more effective this can be. So to relax is so simple. It really is, right? It just takes a second of focusing and concentrating on how you wanna feel. And so relaxation is a state. You're always in a state, stressed, relaxed, whatever state you're in. And your state has two components to it. Your physiology, what's going on in your body, and your psychology, what's going on in your mind. So we always start when you wanna shift your state by focusing on the physiology. And so what I want you to do right now is I wanna check your posture, your alignment, because if we're slouched over, we can't really relax because some muscles are overworking and some muscles are getting crushed. So we wanna straighten ourselves up so we're kind of aligned, so everything's in its proper place. So check your alignment and posture. Then we go into the muscles of the body, especially the upper body. And I want you to relax them. Don't, well, you can relax them as much as you want right now, okay? Since we're talking about relaxation. So relax the muscles, we'll start from top down. Relax the muscles of your face, your eyes. If you can close those eyes for a second, right? Give them a close. And kind of a cool technique real quick, you know, if your eyes are, because they're overworked, right? All of our eyes are working, but look at our freaking phones and screens all day long, right? So a great little eye relaxation technique is to close the eyes and clench them tight as hard as you can. Clench, 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 and then let them go. And then you feel that relaxation in all the muscles of the eyes. Relax the muscles of the face, relax the muscles of the jaw, especially, the neck, shoulders, chest, stomach, and back. Okay, relax those muscles. And now the key thing is now you can breathe, right? And so now you breathe more deeply. You don't have to take the deepest breaths in the world. Ideally, you're breathing through your nose and you're just breathing more fully. And you're just kind of monitoring these things. You're keeping your posture straight, shoulders relaxed, face relaxed, chest, stomach relaxed. And you're just breathing more fully, okay? That's the physiology. And again, we just kind of went through a little bit slowly there, but it took a minute or two, right? And as you get better at this, you can get faster and faster at relaxing. It's just a physiological shift. And again, your posture, muscles, and breathing. Now we focus in on the psychology of it, right? And so in your mind, you can remember a time and a place where you felt really relaxed. Right? For a lot of people, that's a, it's a beach, being outside, lying in bed in the morning, right? And just wake up, it's a nice feeling. But, but think of a place in your life when you felt relaxed. And if you close your eyes, this will be more powerful, but if you don't, it'll still work. But think about some of the details of that memory, 
right? Remember what you saw. Where were you? If your eyes were closed, you didn't see anything, okay? But if your eyes were open, what did you see? And remember what you saw now. Um, what do you remember hearing? Right? Were there any sounds you remember hearing? Or was it a lack of sounds? Was it silence that you remember? Were there any smells or tastes? Right? If there were, cool. If there weren't, no problem. And then the big one, how did it feel? What does it feel like for you to relax genuinely in a situation? Right? What did it feel like to be in that scenario relaxing? How did you breathe? How did you hold yourself? How did you think about things? Okay, remember that feeling. And bring those feelings into your body now. Okay, so now we kind of loop the two things together. We bring this psychology into the physiology. And you relax your body and you breathe the way you breathe when you're relaxed. Now I want you to stay here. Okay, stay in this relaxed state by consistently tracking your posture, your muscle relaxation, and your breathing. Right? Because sometimes what will happen is your muscles will get tense without you realizing it. So you want to keep checking in on them. And you just relax. From this place right now, we're practicing relaxation, but from this place, do you feel like you have a greater ability to choose the right foods, to choose the right behaviors? I'm not saying it guarantees it, but it gets you more connected to your full abilities. Because what happens now is you've activated your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest system, your pause and plan one. And so what happens is it's the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system. Now the blood goes from the muscles up to your brain up to your prefrontal cortex so you can think more clearly. You can start to look at sweets and tempting foods and appreciate that they're tempting, but also be able to see past the eating of them to the consequence and be more connected to your goals and say, I'm, I'm gonna pass, okay? It's much easier from this place. And on top of that, you have less cravings for those foods, okay? Because you're more connected to feeling good. So as you make this a part of your daily routines, you make this a part of your life, you start to not only feel a lot better, but you increase your ability to lose weight because you reduce the cravings for unhealthy foods, increase cravings for healthy foods, and you free up and develop more willpower so that you can influence the decisions you're making because you allow that blood to go back up to the prefrontal cortex which is where your executive functioning is, right? your willpower, your planning, your ability to direct yourself, and you access that and you, you let it thrive. And so it makes it all easier, okay? So remember this and let this be a foundational piece of your weight mastery plan, right? It's gonna serve you very well. Um, so if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Uh, let's see, let's see. Do you do private sessions? Um, oh, I don't really do private sessions these days. Um, and when I work, you know, you wouldn't want a private session most likely. I mean, I, I don't know your financial situation, but but again, they're... they're they're, they're very expensive. I mean, it's 2,500 bucks to do a session with me and I wouldn't even suggest that. Um, what I would suggest though, is that you, you get my program, right? My program, I work with you. It's not private, but it is, um, I, I work directly with you. You know, we have coaching calls Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so, you know, my private coaching, and I don't say this to, I know sometimes people almost get offended by this, but it's 25,000 to, to work with me, to bring you through the program. It's just, that's just where I'm at. And I don't do very many of them, okay? Um, and, and I have a private group, which is 10,000. So again, the program right now is the, is the best way to go. It's the best value there is because not only do you get the whole program, but I'm literally there twice a week working with you directly. And um, at this point, the program's kind of new. So it's not, there's not a million people in there. So it's like getting private coaching for a fraction of the price. So that's what I would suggest. Um, 
you know, but if you're interested in private sessions, shoot me a message and I'll, I'll send you a link to it. You've helped me eat healthier and eat much less. Oh, great, Maria. Awesome job. That's my, that's my goal, right? I'm really happy to hear that. Again, you know, the, the more you listen to what I'm saying, I, I share everything anyways. You know what I mean? Again, I, I have the Robin Hood model of, of a business where I do charge a lot um, to work with certain people and, and I have a coaching program, which is a lot more reasonable, but it's still an investment. Um, but then I just share everything too. You know, now what, what's the program? I mean, the program is obviously it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's an intense, comprehensive program, um, but I'm sharing just a lot of the information anyways. I'm making videos and stuff for you as well. So if you can't make that investment right now, um, you know, still just watching these things will help you. I hear this every day from people that they're successfully losing weight and getting control of all this just by listening to my TikToks, YouTube's podcasts, all the rest of it. And that's why I do it. You know, it's a mission for me. Um, I've really found great value from your content. It's really helping my goals. Wow, this is awesome. Hey, everyone, everyone's doing awesome today. Well, you're welcome. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. Again, that, that's the goal here. You know, this is my mission. I always say I mean, I'm inspired. My father died at 54 of a heart attack. So for me, like, I want you to look good in the bathing suit and all that stuff too, right? But I want you to live longer. <laughs> I want you to live as long as you possibly can have the best quality of life while you're here. And, um, you know, that that's bigger than just my business. You know what I mean? So that's why I make it a point. You know, I literally, I do lives every single day. Um, literally just kind of go back and forth. I, I answer your questions. I do what I can to help you out here. Um, because again, this is a real passion for me. So to, so to hear that stuff really, you know, it, it validates everything I'm doing. It makes me feel really good. So I'm, I'm glad. Great job. Cause you're the one doing the work. So, so good job. All right. Um, get this program be the happiest slimmest you ever been yeah jill's awesome jill's in the program she's killing it and she who knows she might be a coach jill i know i'm thinking about the coaching like i said i said this yesterday i think you were there for it but i just um i, I did the coaching program last year for a group and so to redo it i just i have to think some things out so i'm, I'm not forgetting about you um it's just something i have to give a little bit of thought to um because it, it's a whole thing so so i want you to know that i'm, I'm thinking about you um, where can one get that program? Yeah, program yourself then. Now listen, remember this, everyone. Um, I'm telling you this if you're here now. Do not go to program yourself then and order it there, okay? Because it's twice as much as how you can get it, okay? So how to get it at a discount is click the link in my bio. Now you should do this anyways, okay? Click the link in my bio and go get your hypnosis session. Um, it's a free hypnosis session. It's a the new Thin Me. It's kind of an intro session, really kind of get you motivated, get you clear, get, get you clarified on the goal you want to achieve and connect to it, okay? And um then I bring you a training. There's three steps to master your weight. If you watch that training, it's about 25 minutes, half hour. At the end of that, I talk about the program and I give you a 50% discount on the program. Okay. So if you're going to, if you're interested in the program, do that. Okay. Um, because you want to watch that training anyways, you know, it's really kind of the foundational piece of what the whole program is. All right. So don't buy from the, the website though. Okay. I'll be giving you a, again, okay, cause I, my, my main, one of the main ideas I like to put out is that action is rewarded. You know, that's so important with weight loss because very rarely does someone lose like 40 pounds just spontaneously and be like, you know, this is pretty good. I'm going to keep going. You know, unfortunately, weight loss, you're going to make the decision first, the commitment first, and then, you know, the rewards follow. So it's kind of built that way. Um, I'm going to use those techniques. Mama of three toddlers and stress can be high at times. Oh, good lordy lord. <laughs> yeah, man. I work a lot with moms, right? And, and I'm a, a parent myself, um, which I want to speak to something. You know, I, I made a video about a sleep vacation. And of course, I got to say, because basically the idea of a sleep vacation is that you just take a week and you really just dedicate to sleeping. You know, sleep as, as often as you can. And so, of course, in the comments, you, go, ah, I don't, you know, tell my kids that. I get that. I get that. But the idea of a sleep vacation really came out of my own um, lack of sleep from being a parent. But what I learned too late, unfortunately, is because my kid did not sleep well, my, my second one. And um, 
so I, I was really just out of it. And we just moved into a new place where we doing the house. There's a lot of stuff going on in life for those six, seven months. <laughs> really, it was years. He did not sleep well for years. And I was exhausted over multiple years. But what I got to and what I always want to share with parents is, you know, like you're taking care of this kid all the time. And then, and then we had another kid as well. And then like you get that time where like they go to bed and you get like those couple hours where you can watch TV and you're like, okay, just some time for myself. And if I could go back in time, I would have gone to bed earlier. I would have given up that TV time that I thought was like, oh, my time. And I would have slept, you know? And so I think sometimes like you don't have to do that all the time, but the sleep vacation idea, even if you have kids is take a week and just sleep every second you possibly can. Like, and that means cutting into phone time, computer time, TV time is what I'm really talking about. That's how it was for me anyways. So I don't know what your situation is, but for me, if I go back in time, that's one thing I would have done. And, um, I didn't do, <laughs> but I caught up on it ultimately. But yeah, but, but so if you're a mom, yeah, st- sleep's going to be hard and stress is just so intense. So intense. You know, I always have this theory that like, when you when your baby cries, I swear you do not hear it through your ears. You hear it like it's like your gut has an ear. I used like my kid would cry, and I would feel it in my stomach. My stomach would like knots, you know. And um, it's just that that happening all the time. Just like someone just your your intestines and guts, and uh, it is stressful. So like relaxation, you know, I was talking about this tonight today. And I got some videos for relaxation. Listen, I got like YouTube, you know, Jim Katsoulis is what it is um, on YouTube. And uh, it's it's really important, I think, to implement. Now, now I was lucky. So when I did my kid, I've, I've done yoga, you know, for the last 30 years. So I did have some yoga there. I didn't do much of it because I was exhausted. But having something there that where you can relax and kind of just calm down and let go of the world for a minute. Because, you, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I can't go on vacation. I can't sleep for hours. You don't need hours. I mean... Two minutes of relaxation compared to zero is life changing. You know what I mean? So I want you to remember that, okay? Um, and so when you're a mom, hey, listen, life's hard. Like, especially you got three kids, three toddlers. So. <laughs> Yikes! So you gotta like you gotta find the little moments, you know, and you gotta maximize the value of them. And practicing relaxation, like for a minute or two, it can just be it can be profound. You know, you can let go of so much stress for a few moments, recharge yourself. So. Yeah, use those techniques, you know, I feel for you. Um, then people definitely live longer. I've been in care for over 20 years. Yeah, I think there's no question. Yeah, Jill says my mission is to help others. Yeah, Jill, that'd be cool. I mean, if you, yeah, if you coach, you'll be a great coach. I, I can already know that. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to work something out with you regardless. I promise you that. I just have to, I want to just think about it. I don't want to overpromise anything before I tell you. So just just bear with me. I, I've, I know you've been patient already. Um, I'm, I'm going to put that together for you. Um, but I just want to be thoughtful with it and not, not just say things I can't. Um, yeah, can't wait to be a coach if I can. Yeah, I think you'd be great at it. The visualizing myself at my goal weight video is a game changer, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, so many people say that, you know, and that gets to a core point that I like to make. You know, most of the time, if you look at your weight loss motivation in the past, it's usually triggered by like the spontaneous pain-based event of stepping on the scale and being shocked, um, seeing a picture of yourself, you gotta go to the doctors, some clothes don't fit, um, you know, you see your reflection, someone says something shitty to you and you get so upset. You say, that's, I gotta lose the weight. And you, you make that decision, this really stressed out state. And what happens is you associate, well, if I'm going to lose weight, I gotta, cause it's like, that's the other thing. The diets are always so intense. You have to get really fired up to do them. And usually the firing up people are doing is pain based. You know, I hate being overweight. I hate looking overweight. I hate myself. I hate my body. I hate being fat. I hate that, you know? And, and it's like, so, so you try and like stay in pain to keep yourself motivated. And it's the shittiest form of motivation because as soon as you start getting some 
lose a little bit of weight, the pain starts going down, but so does your motivation. You know, and this is a big trap people getting motivational wise. And so with Program Yourself Thin, what we really do, because pain's good for making a decision, but it is not good for carrying it out. Your brain is a pleasure seeking mechanism. So if you try and orient your motivation around pain, it, it's not gonna work because your brain don't wanna feel pain. You know, so pain's good for making a decision. Like the core decision I, the, the, the core pain I build my motivation around is I don't want to die like my father did. I don't want to die at 54 of a heart attack, you know? So that's there, but I can't stay in that pain all the time or I'll just go eating, right? The more pain you feel, you feel like shit. What's the main way you relieve pain and feel better? Food, right? So it's like, okay, I'm aware of that, but then I let that go. And now I spend all of my time focusing on the pleasure, the pleasure of not just losing weight, but of being the person I want to be. Now, again, that, that requires that you change the weight loss process into not just losing weight, but into becoming the best version of yourself that you can be. You take your weight loss, you wrap it in personal development. And so, so program yourself thin. One of the key factors here, because the core of the program is a two-minute self-hypnotic programming technique you use at night. And one of the key things it does is it develops pleasure-based motivation. Now, how, why does pleasure-based motivation work? Well, think about every single food commercial you watch. What do you think's going on, right? They're showing that food in the best light possible and they're getting you to desire it. And that's what drives you to eat it, right? And so you want to do the same thing with your body and you never do it. You never, ever do it. You're always focused on what you don't want to be, what you don't like about yourself. And you're trying to focus on that to get yourself motivated. And it doesn't work, does it? Tap that screen if you agree, right? I know it doesn't work for you. That's why you're here watching this. And that's why you're saying, all of a sudden when I connected my goal weight, what happened? You started to feel pleasure. Holy shit, this would be amazing. I'd love to feel that way. I'd love to look that way, dress that way, walk around that way, talk to people in that body. And you start connecting to all the pleasure. And now all of a sudden, this is the big secret because the food's pleasurable. You can't demonize that food and make that work. The food's pleasurable, so we know that. So the only way you're going to master your weight is if you make the weight being at your goal weight and being that person you want to be more pleasurable than the food. That's the secret, you see? But you've got to reinforce that because you're seeing hundreds of food commercials a day and how many commercials you see for you at your goal weight in your dream body is the best version of you? Zero, fucking zero. It's zero, zero, zero. That's why you hear one little 30 second, two minute video I make about you connecting your goal weight and you're like, holy shit, game changer because you've never done it before. <laughs> right? And so I'm telling you that two minute technique we do in the program yourself thin program, it's like brushing your teeth, right? You can't just brush your teeth once and be like, okay, they're, they're done. I'm good. I'm good for the month, right? You, it's got to become a routine. It's a habit you have now and you just do it on autopilot and you have to do it consistently to take care of your teeth. Same exact thing with motivation. You need a motivation process that you're using consistently to keep yourself motivated. All right, that, that's the secret. And when you strategically influence your motivation, um, it's amazing because you won't believe, imagine if every day felt like the first day of your diet, right? Cause you know the first day of your diet, you're fired up, right? And it's easy, I'm not, I don't want that, I don't want that. You're just gliding through the day, right? So it's like, imagine if every day felt like that. Cause that's what it feels like to me. I'm not over here using willpower saying, oh, I just can't eat that. Oh, no, Jim, I'm not gonna eat that. I'm not doing that. I'm saying, I don't want that. I don't want that cause I love feeling good. I like feeling good. I love every day. I love the way I'm living. I love the way I'm thinking. I love the way I'm eating. You know, so I built it all around pleasure. And here's the crazy part. This is going to blow your mind. <laughs> I want to eat and live and be the way I'm the way I'm doing things now for the rest of my life. Like I want to be 150 and I still want to eat and live this way. It'll be optimized and tweaked up, you know, but it's like I I love this way because it's customized around me. Get another aspect of the program yourself then. There's three steps to mastering your weight. Get your mindset, lifestyle and eating. 
right? And I make a pyramid shape because the mindset's the most important. It's the bottom piece, then the lifestyle, and then the eating, right? Most people just focus on the eating, wonder why they can't succeed. So in the program, we have a 60-page workbook with fill-in-the-blank blueprints. You know, your weight mastery blueprints, your mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint for you to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. And that's where I'm at. You know, I'm not sitting here following. I haven't died in 30 years. I'm not doing strict stuff because I've created a way of eating that revolves around my, my likes, my preferences, my genetics, my lifestyle. So it fits me like a glove. So it's easier for me to continue, you know? And so that's a secret, but it all starts with, again, who do I want to be? And let me connect to that. The, the point of the, the program self thin method is to clarify and connect to the person you want to be consistently. It, it's kind of that simple. You know, how often are you doing that? Well, if you're not doing it very often, how, how are you gonna make it happen? So with diets, the, there's this crazy idea that you're just going to like use your willpower and just like Monday's tomorrow. And I'm just going to start being a different person. I'm just going to live like a different person, you know? And it's so silly. Really what you're doing is you're practicing becoming a thin person. Like you have to practice thinking, living and eating like a thin person. It's a practice, you know? And people don't think of it like a practice. They just think like, I know what to do. I just gotta get myself to do it. I'm just willpower. I'm good. It's like, it's so fucking stupid. Cause how many times have you tried it? How many times has it even gotten close to working? You know, it's it just, it doesn't work. So I get out here just, I, again, I want to just open your eyes to that. Give me the solutions I can. So great job. I'm glad that worked for you. Yeah, keep at it. Yep. Yeah, Jill, Jill, way past her goal. She's killing it. Um, ba -bum -bum. Hey, Miss Independent, what's up? Yeah, yeah, Jill said, yeah, it's not just about weight mastery. It's total lifestyle mastery. That, that's such an important piece. I, I want to say that. Here's the thing, right? You have no biological mechanism that, that wants you to lose weight, if you think about it, right? This is why weight loss is hard in the environment we live in, right? Because every part of your biology wants you to eat and gain weight because you've evolved in a food-scarce environment. You know, and so that's why when you eat something with a lot of calories, why is that? Why is it? Let's just take a step back a little bit and look at some of the reasons why. Because I, I want to enlighten this for you because you may be thinking what, what a lot. This is the part. This is why I do free stuff all the time right here, because a lot of people are struggling with their weight. Take it on as a character flaw. And they say, well, I can't lose weight because I'm a weak, weak character. I got no willpower. I'm an overeater. They, they just take it on as an identity. I'm telling you that the the real secret about it is is practicing to kind of become the person you want to be, you know, and you need a better plan to make it happen. Um, so, you know, I, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta lose my train of thought there because I'm getting so hot here. It's like Massachusetts is a uh, change 40 degrees. 30 minutes. Hold on. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I get so hot. I lost my train of thought. All right. That's okay. Um, my hormone seems to overpower me knowing it's not good. Um, yeah, Natara. Yeah, yeah. The hormones, yeah. Hormones play a part. Mindset's more important. Um, but getting back to the lifestyle piece, you know, that's a big piece of this whole process is that, again, you know, like, like what people do is they do a top-down weight loss approach, right? So you, you, if you really take a step back and look at it, what you're trying to do is you're trying to use your willpower to overcome everything right? Unhealthy cravings, endless hunger, bad moods, feeling tired, right? I'm just going to use willpower to stop myself, right? It, it's so short-sighted. So with the lifestyle piece, and what I mean by lifestyle, okay? I'm talking about proper sleep, hydration, breathing, um, relaxation, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude, right? When you start weaving these into your life, you start to become a different version of yourself. Your cravings become healthier. Your unhealthy cravings start to minimize, 
You have more energy, more clarity, more connection to your goal. You know, all of these things. So I'm not saying that there aren't hormonal issues and physical issues for people, because clearly there are. There's genetic issues, you know. Um, but in 99% of the cases, this isn't what's defining your weight. It's not the main thing that de that's defining it. And so having that lifestyle piece for everyone's important. But if you got hormone issues, it's extra important. Okay. Um, but ultimately it is your mindset, you know, that that's driving you more than anything else. You know, even your hormones, you know, I agree. No willpower and fired up every day. Good job, Jill. Yeah. It's, um, it is just, it's, it's so important that you make, you know, I always say like right off the bat, you want to redefine this process from one of weight loss to one of weight mastery, you know, real important. And what I mean by weight mastery is that your real goal is not just to lose weight. It's to get to your goal weight and live there the rest of your life on near autopilot, right? That, that's the real goal that you want to achieve. And it's a goal that you rarely articulate that way. You know, you're just, you're so fixed on just losing weight quickly that you end up choosing unsustainable plans. And most likely you're in a place now where you think about losing weight all day long, every day, but you don't actually get yourself to do anything to make it happen, you know? And, um, you know, you might've been like that for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you know, just never really making it happen, but thinking about it constantly. And um, it sucks, you know, cause this is your life. You know what I mean? You, you deserve to be happy and healthy and use all that thinking and all that energy on things that make you truly happy and increase the quality of your life, you know? So it's a, it's a reframing of it all, you know? Oh, hey, thank you. Love your evening lives, yeah. Is this evening where you're at? I'm, I'm, um, where am I at? Two o'clock. Two o'clock in the afternoon in Massachusetts. Where are you at? Is it Mishi, Mishi Kam? It makes, it makes me feel like it's Japanese or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's why I do these, you know? Again, I, I love helping you, you all out, you know? Giving you a different perspective because, you know, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, you know? So it's like, to me, um, it's so... Uh, it's there's so much context to it you know what i mean because because the weight you know there's two sides to look at it right i always say like like weight loss is one of the most oh serbia all right yeah interesting 8 p.m huh okay and you're probably a, a day you're a day different nah australia i, I work with um work with some people in australia and that that time's totally different too but yeah 7 p.m in uk um but thank you anyways yeah yeah i'm glad glad you're, you're enjoying it um but yeah, yeah, that, so that's why I do it. You know, I, I try it because to me, it's like we live in this society where the food thing has become, you know, it's such a it's such a dampening effect on people, you know, that they don't realize, you know, because that's part of the process. There's so much there's so much advertising and stuff coming at us um, to get us to eat that food. To simplify, there's so much money being made and you being unhealthy, unhappy and overweight. You know, there's so much money to be made. Um, and so there's a, a big effort coming at you constantly, mind-wise, consider, you know, doing your mind um, to get you to minimize, you know, the effects of the food, the overweight, the illnesses and disease that comes with it, you know? And so you got to fight back against that, you know, yourself, because there's a lot of, a lot of influence coming at you, trying you to minimize and put you to sleep, you know, not be aware of it. So I try to come around and do that, you know? Um, hey, Victoria, BC. Nice. Cool. Your program's priceless. So glad I found it. Yeah, I'm glad you found it too. Yeah, priceless is right. That's what I mean. Like, it really is priceless. I, I mean, because, you know, I don't even think of my program as a weight loss program. I think it was a personal development program, you know, because uh, what you learn, again, it's really about becoming the best version of yourself. And, you know, to that point, you know, if you think about who is the best version of yourself, 
right? Um, how often are you thinking about that? You know what I mean? Like how, how often are you thinking about yourself as the best version of you? Like who are you at your best? People rarely think about this, you know? And so what happens is you just kind of develop an identity based on, you know, the people you grew up around, the experiences you've had, but you never really sit down and say, you know what? Fuck all that. <laughs> who am I? Like, what is my real potential? You know, if I get clear about it and I consistently focus on making it happen, what, what could I accomplish? You know, um, I, I was working with a client yesterday. I'm one of the coaching calls and um, they were, they, they grew up with a mom that was very stressed and kind of negative. And now they're an adult and they're kind of stressed and kind of negative. And so I said, you know, what would be like a better way to feel day in and day out? And I said, would, would you like to feel calm? She goes, uh, I don't, I don't think I feel calm. I don't think I could feel calm. Right. And so sometimes, you know, we, we, we inhabit an identity so much. I'm overweight. I'm stressed. I'm tense. We inhabit it so fully that we kind of close ourselves off to any other possibility, you know, and the fact that like, well, yeah, I'd like to be calm, but I don't think I can be. So I'm not going to think about that, you know? And so it's so important that you, you free that part. You know, hypnosis at its core is the bypassing of the critical faculty. That's one simple definition of it. And so to that point, you know, you should take some time where you relax and calm yourself down and think to yourself, what is the best version of me? What could my life be if I consistently focused regularly on becoming that version of me? That's the question and that's the focus. And what the program self Dimper program really is, is that two minute technique where every night you're clarifying and connecting to that version of you. And every day it gets a, you, you move another step down that road. You know, because it's a process. It, it unfolds before you. And that's one of the reasons it's so important to, to approach it this way because, you know, there is no finish line. That, that's what you got to get this out of your mind. Again, dieting, you've been hypnotized by all the diets. You know what I mean? And so they've conditioned you to think about weight loss in a very specific way, in a way that doesn't work. You know that. You know the dieting doesn't work, but you don't know any other ways. You know, if I asked 100 people in America three ways to lose weight, I'm probably going to hear diet, surgery, medicines. You know, no one's going to say mindset because no, you know what I mean? Like that, that's just hidden away. And um, there's a reason why, you know, all the main diets, you know, of, and you're trying to learn from the diets are these, these sheeps and wolves clothing, you know, you know, Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, the company owns Atkins food products. The same company that owns Onions, pretzels and Cinnabon. The company that owns, uh, that owned uh, Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream. You know, they ain't trying to make you lose weight. They're trying to get you by their shitty diet food. You know, they're not teaching you real strategies to become a thin, healthy person that would go against their business model. You know, and on top of that, most of the processed the processed food is the, the fucking cigarette companies. <laughs> you know, R.J. Reynolds, R.J. Reynolds is literally merged with Nabisco. You know, like the parent company of uh, Kraft is uh, Philip Morris. <laughs> right. I just made a video of food cigarettes, you know, it didn't do too well. You know, I, I was trying to find it interesting, but, um, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, like you have, there's a, there's a coordinated effort to keep you not thinking about this stuff in this way. You know, this is why I do this. Cause again, it's like, you know, my, my dad died of a heart attack and it's like, he knew his heart was, but he couldn't, he couldn't change his behaviors. You know, and that's the big problem people have. You know, you want to eat better. You know, you want to lose weight, but you can't do it. Why can't you do it? I mean, the way I always look at it, you're, you're entranced. You're in a hypnotic state. You know, you shouldn't eat that way. You can't do it. But the next thing, 
can't stop yourself, right? Isn't that the problem? If you were just a conscious, logical being, if you're a, a, a robot and you just typed in what you're going to eat all day and you just ate it, you wouldn't have any problem losing weight. The problem is you have little to no control over your behaviors, which is because you don't know how to influence your mindset. And no diet's ever teaching you mindset, are they? What are they doing? So oh, eat this way, do this. And what are they leaving it to you? They're leaving it to you to, to make that change yourself. And you can't do it by yourself. You don't have the tools. You don't have the awareness of how to actually change your behaviors because you don't know how to change your mindset. And so you're, you're, you're in a dark room. You can't see anything. You're, you're trying to lose weight blind is, is what it comes down to. You've got one tool, willpower. Give me the plan. And the plan's always changing. It doesn't matter what the fucking plan is. I'm letting you know that now. Doesn't matter. Next, oh, what, what is it now? Right now it's keto and intermittent fasting. You know, those are the big diet plans. Next year, it'll be some other bullshit. You know, it just fucking changes every year. And now it's the big, the medicine, right? You scroll through TikTok, the big fucking board behind them. I started two weeks ago and I lost six pounds. Okay. How many times are we going to fall for the medicine stuff? You know, the surgery, fucking fucking staple your stomach to a third of the size it is. And you could still put the weight back on. What's that tell you? What does it tell you when someone can get their stomach shrank to this big and they can still keep the weight back on? What's that tell you? I hope it tells you that it's your mindset, right? I, I don't know, but no, but no one's ever talking about that. I don't know why, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know. And I had to come up with this myself. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've been doing this personally for 30 years, professionally for 20 years. And I read 50 books a year. I'm obsessed with this stuff. Certified yoga instructor, hypnotist, LP trainer, strategic coach, you know? And um, I had to come up with this myself, you know? Because who's out there teaching about mindset? Who? Is it important or is it not? <laughs> you tell me, right? I think it's important. If you think it's even vaguely important, who would you go and learn mindset for weight loss from? Give me a name. One name. Where? <laughs> right? What are you What are you going to learn? Noom? Because it's because it's going to help you track your calories. That's all. It's a tracking app, you know, with a little bullshit psychology stuff put on it, you know? Are they really teaching you how to change your behaviors? How to go from feeling like shit to getting back to feeling good because that's what I've been doing for 20 years I get people coming oh I had a shitty week I don't know I don't know if I can do this you know by the end of the, the session like wow okay I'm ready I'm ready to go you know and it's like so that's, that's what I've been spending my time doing real people that's why one of my favorite things people tell me when they get on here and my clients are like it's the most practical weight math it's the most practical approach to weight loss there is and that that's like my favorite compliment in the world because that's what i pride myself on i don't want to sit here could i i could just tell you eat like me i could just tell you what i eat and say okay here you go here's your plan and sell it it's like that's not going to help you at all because you don't know how to actually do it you know and so it's like when it comes to mindset if i said change your mindset you don't even know what that means you know what I mean? Like, like in the program, mindset's the first thing we go through and there's six categories of it. There's six stages, steps. And it's like, I could give you a thousand dollars if you could name them. You wouldn't even get close to naming because you have no clue. Even the most powerful mindset, the, the most, you know, the biggest mindset person on the planet is Carol Dweck, right? She came up with um, solution, not a solution, um, uh, growth and uh, fixed mindset. But it's like, you read that and you're like, okay, cool. Again, more psychology, just defining shit. But how, do, what do I do with this? Okay, I should have a growth mindset, but what, what, what do I do now? You know? And so it's like, I'm in the trenches. Like, how do you actually get someone from here to here consistently, week after week? Because that's what you have to do. You know, in my opinion, that's what I've seen. And uh, no one's talking about it, you know? So anyways. Um, I feel like also everyone tries to be perfect with these diets. Oh, there you go. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the diets, it's an all or nothing thing. 
you know, and the perfection. You're going to be perfect. I'm like, I'll spoiler alert. No, there's no dire plan you're ever going to be perfect with. And again, the, the real, the, the first question you have to ask is how long do you want to keep the weight off for? Now, I can hear you say forever. Okay. But the plans you're following to lose the weight quickly are not the plans you're going to follow to keep the weight off forever. You want to do keto forever? You want to intermittent fast forever? Is that what you're telling me? Is that what you're telling me? Because I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I think you hate it. I think you don't like living that way. And I think that's why you can't start it again. Right? In my program, right, we do a 5-2. Right? So five clean days, two pleasure days. Usually it's Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And what that means, though, is then after Sunday, after the two days, then we go back to the five days. So every day, every week, people are getting back on track. And so you know what you'll hear in my program that you never hear pretty much? is people say, well, I went on vacation last week and I kind of overate and I overdrank. I did the whole thing. I couldn't wait to get back on my schedule. Couldn't wait to get back on my normal routine. So I said, oh, I had some friends come out. Boss came out to work. It was a lot of bullshit. I was stressed out. We were eating out, all the rest of it. I couldn't wait to get back on my plan this week, right? When's the last time you said that? <laughs> When's the last time you said, I can't wait to get back on my plan? Have you ever said that? Because if you haven't, what are you doing? How are you ever going to keep the weight off forever if you can't wait to get back onto eating how you normally do, which keeps you at your goal weight? If it's always this super struggle for you to do it, what, what, at, what, <laughs> at what point does it stop being a super struggle? You, you got to tell me, it, unless you're saying I'm at my goal weight, it, it stopped You know when I did it. If you're struggling with your weight right now, the answer is zero. You've never done it. You've never gotten to a place where eating in a way that keeps you at your goal weight was something you enjoyed doing or else you would do it, right? But being perfect, let me just talk about that real quick because that's what everyone does with the weight loss. It's always the same bullshit. And because here, where are we at? For Friday, right? So, so here comes Monday, another another chance to have the intention. I'm going to start. I'm going to start my Monday. Another chance for failure because Monday's going to come. And what are you going to try and do? Let's just say you're you're hyped up. I'm going to I'm going to get back on keto, back on my fasting. So Monday comes, and what are you going to do? You try and be perfect with it, and um, you'll be perfect with it for a couple days, maybe, and then you'll make a mistake, and then you'll be like, ah, fuck, blew it. Damn it. Three days under me and I blew it. Shitty person. Why did I do that? I'm weak-willed and I'm bad and always going to be fat. And I'm oh, never going to be able to do this, right? I mean, how many times can you go through that process? I mean, how many times have you gone through it? Hundreds? Thousands? You know? So I would suggest you approach your weight loss differently because you're not going to be perfect. Like, I, I don't... I challenge you. If you think you're going to be perfect, you know, you write that in the comments and you know, let's go at it, you know, because you're not going to be perfect. And so my program, instead of trying to be perfect, right? Instead of like, oh, here's your perfect plan. Follow it to the letter tomorrow. No, stop that shit, okay? We just start, we start with where you're at. Pick your worst eating habit and let's go to work on that. Go to work on it. You don't have to change it all at once. As a matter of fact, I always tell people the first week or two, don't even stop it at all. Eat your ice cream, eat your chips, eat all your bullshit, but pay attention. Let's gain some self-awareness. Let's start to notice what your patterns are. And then once you notice those, then we can be strategic in working on them. What do I mean by working on them? The three hours of weight loss. Reduce, replace, remove. You got three options, right? What do, what do everyone do? They just try to remove. Fuck, I'm going to get rid of everything bad. Okay, let me know how you're doing next week. <laughs> okay? And pl- can I tell you, can I just give you something that will help you tremendously? Because I do it every time now. As soon as you see someone or hear someone say, oh, I lost 20 pounds in three weeks. I lost 15 pounds in two days. I lost blah, 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 blah. It will say, how long are they going to be able to keep that up for? Where are they going to be next week at this time next year at this time you know because i think you're going to hear yourself saying they're probably not going to be anywhere they're going to be right back where they were 
When you hear a friend say, I'm going to go on this diet, do you ever, ever for a second think it's going to work? Is there a cell in your being that's like, yeah, they're going to do it. They're going to, they, this time they got it. Do you ever believe them? You don't. And so you don't believe yourself either, you know, because you keep trying the same thing. <laughs> What's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing, expecting a different result, you know? Yeah. But being perfect is, it's, it's so silly, you know? I'm overweight. It's because of my bad experience with a man. My weight is my shield. Don't overeat. Um, I don't overeat. I bet you do overeat. But um, I do get what you're saying about... Uh, I mean, listen. Most people weigh what they want to weigh subconsciously. Okay? Um, I, and I mean that right now. You weigh what you want to weigh. I'm not saying you want to be overweight, but you don't want to give up that food more then you want to lose the weight and give up the food, you know? I mean, let's not confuse it, you know? Um, but that's a common one. I, I, I would say that's the number one reason women want to keep weight on that I've seen that I've worked with is there's usually some trauma in the past that they have involved a man um, that they knew or just stranger attention from men and they don't want it. And they use the weight as a way to kind of avoid that and protect themselves from it, you know? But there's a million reasons like that. You know, subconscious reasons of why you want to be overweight. I mean, you think, oh, if I lose the weight, then my skin's going to be a wrinkle. I'm going to look worse. So what's the point? Or, um, oh, I, I've, I've heard them all. Like, like, oh, if I lose the weight, then people are going to look at me and expect more out of me. I'm going to have to do more at work and people are going to hold me to a higher standard. I, and there's, there is, I, I mean, I could list, list them off. There's always something because we weigh what we want to weigh subconsciously. Right now, you think you want to lose weight. Like, you wish you'd lose weight. 10 out of 10. You, you, you Maximum, you wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow and just all of a sudden start eating better and losing weight. I, I agree with that. But your want on a scale of zero to 10, probably close to like two, three, you know, like how much effort you're actually going to put into it, you know, it's probably a lot lower. And so that's always, again, with the mindset piece, the very first thing we do is, is get your motivation proper, you know, because you're not really motivated to lose weight right now. You're motivated to think about it all the time, fantasize about it, think about it, but you're not motivated to actually make it happen. Now, a big part of that is because you don't have any strategy. You know what I mean? The only thing you know is diets and you're like, you've tried that. It hasn't worked. So again, I, that's obviously going to hurt your motivation, right? You keep trying something that doesn't work and stay motivated. Um, Jill says, first diet I ever saw going back to 70s. Oh, the mono diet. You eat one thing. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. It's always some bullshit. Listen, here's the diet. You want to know what diets are? Diets are marketing, and the marketing revolves around you, the, the client potentially. You're over. You're overwhelmed. You're stressed out about your weight. You're stressed out in life. And so the secret of the diet is they need to make it about one thing. Every diet's one thing. They try to conceptually make it as simple as possible so you can wrap your mind around it. Now, it doesn't matter how hard it is to put into practice. All that needs to happen is conceptually it's simple for you to understand because Let's take keto, for example, right? Because I think keto is the number one. Intermittent fasting's right there too, though, I would say. But I would say keto is number one in the sense of like, just stop eating carbs. Just just stop eating carbs. You say, oh, shit, I could do that. Stop eating carbs? Fuck, yeah, sign me up. No problem. And then you go and do it and you're like, oh, shit, everything I eat's carbs. <laughs> and now what are you doing? Now you're like, oh, oh shit, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to eat. Now you got to think about food all day long. Well, what am I going to eat? I don't know. And you got to like go to the store and I don't know what to eat. And you overwhelm yourself and you can't keep it up, you know? And it's like, that's what you're trying to do over and over and over again, you know? But anyways, the diet is always one thing. You know, Weight Watchers, just counter points. Keto, stop eating carbs. Low fat, stop eating fat. Um, intermittent fasting, just stop eating for hours at a time, days at a time. It's always one thing, you know? And so... um, I'll tell you something. Your weight is is comprehensive. It's a lot of things. I always say people think of your you think of your weight like a bank account, like debits, credits. Your ba your weight is much more like the stock market. There's just all different factors in it, and you have to appreciate that because you have to look at your weight 
in a holistic way. That's the secret to, that's the secret to being able to be strategic, you know, because a lot of times where the problem showing up is not where it was created. You know, so you have to have a, you have to zoom out a little bit and look at your your life and your eating habits and your mindset from a different perspective, and then see the connections. Um, what are your go to What are your go to high protein snacks that are readily accessible? Um, I, to be honest, I don't really snack. Um, I don't worry about protein. That protein stuff's a bunch of bullshit, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I mean, is it any coincidence that the protein push is What's the main way people get protein that people think about? Meat, right? The only place, the only one on the planet that could ever take Oprah down, right? The meat industry, you know. And here's your protein. Well, how do you know if you get enough protein? I always hear that one, right? Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you got your protein checked? <laughs> Have you ever met anyone with low protein? Ever? You ever even heard about a protein test? Right? We're so worried about it, right? But anyways, so I know you're probably asking, pressing protein because I want I want satiety. I want to be satisfied. Um, the real satisfaction comes from fiber, in my opinion. Protein is too. I, I'm kind of I'm joking around a little bit, but but protein's usually the missing piece, right? You you should replace fiber with protein, and you'll probably be a lot better off food wise, you know, because fiber is probably the number one. Now again, it, it, is it a nutrient? Is it not a nutrient? We don't absorb it, so it's not really like a nutrient, but it's a crucial. You know, and so fiber doesn't process well. So it's been stripped from a lot of the processed foods. And so it's no wonder that they kind of just like put that and like, you know, lock it away in an attic in our mind. Don't worry about fiber, you know, but fiber is huge because fiber doesn't get digested by your body. It stays in your intestinal tract and that causes you to feel fuller. It activates what's called the ileal break, the colon break, and it makes your body feel full because your intestines are full of fiber, you know, and so if you're not eating that, you know, again, protein, I'll give you, I'll give you that, right? Cause protein, it, it sticks around longer too. Um, but what a lot of people are doing, and again, I agree with some of the keto stuff. I definitely think we got to reduce the refined carbs. I, I'm, I'm on board with that. I just don't know about this hundred percent idea. And then the idea you're gonna put yourself in a ketosis, <laughs> you know, hey, whatever. But, um, I just did that. I couldn't wait after Chris to go back to the way I love to eat. Yeah. Jill just said that. Yeah. Right. So I just saying that yeah, my, my program is the only one I've heard that people can't wait to get back on track. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's the point of it. You need to make your way of living and eating sticky. Like you want to do it. Like I, I do that too. Like I go on vacation. I eat more shit and or whatever. I just go on different times. But I love getting back to my, I love eating the way I, I eat. Why? Because it's built around me. Like I'm eating all the stuff I like to eat and it, and it makes me energized, makes me feel good. I know how to do it. It's easy for me. So it's like, I've, I've worked it out. You know, this is what my clients do. They work it out. And so you like to do it. Um, so glad to be here for my lunch chat. Haven't been able to catch you this week. Nice, Don. How's it going out there? I'm 5'3", weigh 130, need to weigh 115. I would switch need to to want to. You know what I mean? Like it, the language we use is not just semantics. It implies things. And one of the biggest things about weight loss is is a feeling like a sense of autonomy. Feeling autonomy and feel like we're in control is is huge as a human being. And a lot of times the language people use when it comes to weight loss, we disconnect from our autonomy. And we use words like, I have to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I should lose weight, which implies that there's some force that's forcing us to lose the weight. And all of a sudden it's, we're not connected to, I want to lose the weight. I can't wait to weigh what I want to weigh. I want to be this version of myself. I love living this way. Those languagings create completely different feelings in your body. Okay. Um, and just to build on that, like never just focus on the weight. Okay. You need to give the weight more meaning to just pick a number on a, on a scale. It means nothing to your mind. 
you know? And so you need to give it more meaning. So you say, oh, I, I can't, I want to live at 115 because when I'm 115, I feel stronger. I feel more connected to my ideal self. I feel amazing. I feel more successful and confident and blah, 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 blah. I'm a better mom, a better friend, a better partner, a better worker, a better business owner, whatever it is that, that's going to do for you, that gives it more meaning. You need to give your weight context because you say, I want to be a number. I want to be a number. I want to be a number, right? Now, when I say it that way, it sounds silly, right? But it's like, when it, but that's what you're always doing. I just want to be a number. I just want to be a number. I just want to be a number. That's what it means like to your subconscious mind when you keep saying that. Nothing, you know? Um, but it's good to have a goal, but give it more meaning. I use the attitude of eating good, better, and best for weight loss. I never feel guilty then. That's brilliant, Christine. That's brilliant. I love that. Um, I love bread. I love bread too. That was my, that definitely was my, my food, was, was bread, carbs. Um, I could eat it all day long. But I love bread and I, I, I get control of it. Again, and the secret is the 5-2 thing is really, I think, just crucial. There, there's so much psychology in that, that concept. Um, but the big one is that I, don't, I never say no to anything. You know what I mean? Like I, I say I'll wait to things, but I, I'm going to eat bread this weekend. Oh, thanks for the roses. Um, like I'll eat bread tomorrow, you know, and, um, and I'll enjoy it, you know, and then Monday I'll come and I'll stop eating bread, you know, and that works for me, you know, and that works for most people. That's actually a studied thing. Bread and cheese. Yeah, bread and cheese is delicious. Again, here's, let me, let me put it a different way for you. And, and program yourself then, we really make what, what food you enjoy the most. What's your most enjoyable food that you can possibly eat? Okay, now we make that the center of your meal plan. Doesn't mean that you make the center of like you eat it all the time, but it means that's the thing you focus on. So we moderate how you're eating it. My favorite thing in the world, like I love pasta. I love bread too, but I, lo I love pasta. And um, so I'll eat that Saturday nights and it's my favorite meal of the week. It, it, just, it just is, you know? And so it's like, I'm not, I'm not giving anything up. I'm not eating as much of it, but I'm always eating pasta. My mind's on that pasta a lot of the time. See, my, my pleasure eating on the weekends is what allows me to get through the five days of clean eating because I'm not saying I can never have pasta again. I'm saying I can have it, but I'm just going to wait a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I hope that makes sense of why that's so important. I'm naturally skinny. I have eat two meals a day every day. I've been overweight for four years now. Because you've been overweight because you're eating two meals a day? I'm not sure why it's, it's hard for me. Like I, I, unless I have a lot of, Oh, eating the same, it's all mental. Yeah. It's all mental, but eating the same, I don't know. You know, like, listen, no one wants to hear this. I know you get upset, but it's like what we think we're eating and what we're eating are usually two different things for most people. You know, that's why I would say like the golden rule of program yourself then is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. However, there is one exception and that is that you have got to structure your eating, you know, I don't think I've never seen anyone successfully lose weight is not structured their eating in some way, because if you're just going by your moods when you're hungry and what, what's there and whatever, uh, you're just going to overeat. We live in it. What, what, I, I never, I got to look up this word. I kind of pronounce it, but it's like obesogenic, obesogenic. I don't know. It, it's a, it's a it, obesogenic environment. I got to look that word up. It makes me crazy, but it basically it's an environment that promotes obesity. And so it's like if you're not strategic with how you're eating and you're just going to go with what you're doing, most cases you're going to start putting weight on. You know, I, I certainly would. So, yeah. Chicken and meat. <laughs> Chicken and meat. <laughs> what does that mean? Big tofu. <laughs> uh, Chicken and meat. I am finding I feel best with whole foods. Sure, I will do rice crackers, but I eat volume. Yeah, yeah, whole foods. I mean, you're always going to feel better with whole foods, right? That's what your body's designed to eat. I lose the weight by eating vegan, but when I do, hair gets thinner. I hate thin hair. Yeah, fair enough. But, you know, maybe you don't have to eat vegan. 
you know? Again, it's about tweaking everything. I'll, I'll tell you that, that we get this idea with diets that you're just going to follow a plan to the letter, right? Like, so someone you've never met before, doesn't know you, tells you, okay, eat this way. And then you're just going to f- eat that way. And it's like, think about how silly that is. Because what if I like came into you and I said, okay, you're only going to watch movies like this now, or you're only going to listen to this kind of music anymore, you know, um, or just dress this way. Would you, would you like, no, I, I'm a, I'm a human. I'm gonna do what I'm doing. But then when it comes to food, they'll just tell me what to eat. I'm a little baby. I can't decide what I'm going to eat. Just tell me, please. I'll just follow the plan. Just, will I lose some weight? Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be, everyone, I don't mean to sound offensive, but, but it's like, it's just silly though. When you put it in that different context, you know? And so you have to, you got to grow up and say, you know what? I'm going to figure out how I want to eat so that I can live at my goal weight. And you take parts of different things. I take parts of keto, parts of intermittent fasting, parts of pretty much every diet. You know, because all these diets have some, you know, usually they have some kind of like idea behind them that's pretty good. But it's like they always have to take the extreme because, again, they have to make it about one thing, one thing only. It's the one thing principle, you know. In order to sell the diet, it has to be one thing simple, conceptually. And so they simplify it down to a point that's fucking ridiculous. Your weight, your body, what you're eating, your life, it's not simple. It's not one thing. You know, so, so take parts of vegan, but then, you know, figure out how you can be at your goal weight and have the hair you want, you know, again, solution to questions. What do you say to clients who are obsessed with triggered by the scale? Oh, that's a good question, Jessica. Um, I listen again, there's no right or wrong as long as it works for you. So I had a client yesterday. She threw her scale out when she started the program. Great. You know, she's got a lot of negative stuff with it. Fine. If that's what you feel you want to do. Do it. Me personally, when I was losing weight, I use a scale every day. You know, and so I like the scale when you want to lose weight because I think there's two big things. One is I think it lets you understand your body and weight more, you know, because there's natural fluctuations with weight, you know, day to day. I could go up and down five pounds in one day, you know? And so what I see, the biggest mistake I see people make is like using the scale once a week. Now you're fucked. Cause what if you weighed yourself one week and you were down five pounds and the next week you're just kind of up five pounds. Now you're just ready to kill yourself. You know, so it's like, you don't, with the one week, it's like, you know, you don't know. So I almost feel like you should do it every day or not at all. You know, I feel like the once a week is just a recipe for disaster, you know, cause you don't really get a clear idea what's going on. So weighing myself every day, what I learned is it usually takes me about two weeks. Like if I start eating well, it takes about two weeks for the weight loss to show up. And the other way around too, if I start eating like shit, take about two weeks for the weight to show up, uh, up on it. And, um, so that's one thing. The second thing though, I think is my biggest thing is that, you know, if you weigh yourself every day, you get through a lot of emotional, you work yourself through a lot of emotional bullshit, you know, that you have attached to the scale and weight loss in general. Um, because you have like, you know, like that fear of stepping on the scale, it really, it's a, it's an indicator of a lot of subconscious stress you have, you know, in an ideal world, you want to turn that scale into like the speedometer of your car. Right. So it's like, if you, you're not scared to look at the speedometer of your car, Right? If you're going too fast, oh shit, I would slow down. If you're going too slow, I would go a little faster. You just adjust. And that's ideally where you want to be with the scale. You want to get rid of all that emotion and just use it as a reference point. You know, so I like that. But but again, so but but again, I, I always defer to the, the top one that it, what works for you. So the client yesterday, I'm not trying, I'm not spending my time convincing them to use the scale. They don't want to use it. Great. I help people do what they want to do, you know. Um, but me personally, I like the scale. You know what I mean? So, so who cares? So, so again, you have kind of two options there, but I wouldn't weigh myself once a week. I don't think. Um, okay. I got it. Yeah, good, good. She got it. Sorry. I don't see post on my end. Oh. Um, do you have a more affordable program, monthly plan? Um, 
I'm glad you asked that, Doriana. I am literally working right now on a more affordable program. Okay. And uh, that, I'm going to have it ready for next week. And I know for a fact I am. And what it's going to be is it's not going to include coaching with me, you know, but it's going to include everything else in the program. So this is, I, I wanted to, you know, I, I put this program together. I, I've had programs over the years. And um, last year I spent a lot of time doing kind of private coaching and I certified some coaches and program yourself then. And uh, then, then, and, you know, I kind of look back and said, you know, my mission is to help as many people as possible with their goal weight. And I'm like, I, I can't do that just for private coaching, you know? And so, oh, thanks, Don. Uh, TGIF, right? Right? Oh, thank God, right? I feel the same way. Um, so anyway, so in January, I, I, I redid the program and I released it in January. And I only released it with coaching because I wanted to walk people through it, make sure the program was was working the way I wanted it to. And, um, and this was the best version of the program by a mile. It's delivered through your phone now. Um, so you download an app and you get, you know, there's a morning session that comes, a five-minute hypnosis session every morning for eight weeks. Always different, you know, with a weight loss mantra in it. At night, there's a reminder that goes out to remind you to your program yourself in technique, that two-minute technique I was talking about. And there's a link to your sleep hypnosis session. Every night, there's a 10-minute session, hypnosis session to listen to with a core weight loss mantra. And there's two versions. You can listen to one um in the evening and it has a count out to you can go about the rest of your night. Um, or you can listen to one as you go to sleep and it'll help you fall asleep. And there's no count outs. You just go to sleep. Um, it comes with the weight loss blueprints that come along with it. Hypnosis library, you know, trainings, everything you need. And so when I did that, I wanted to make sure I, I, and there's coaching Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's coaching calls with me. And so I wanted to work with people and kind of bring them through the program, make sure they're getting it right. Um, and I feel comfortable with it now. Like, like it's really, I, I, I read, did some of the trainings to clarify some things. And now I feel really good that if you get the program without the coaching, you'll still be able to get amazing results, you know? And so, um, and I know that too, because some people never even got out of the coaching calls, right? And they, they did really well. So I feel very confident now that that version of the program, um, again, it'll be more affordable for people. Um, and you'll be able to get that. So yeah, next week that should be ready to go. All right. So, so keep an eye on that and I'll, I'll let you know. Um, but, but Hey, um, for anyone here, if, if you're not, I haven't done yet yet, go to my link, click that bio, go get your hypnosis session. Okay. It's a free hypnosis session. It's, it's like a really good hypnosis session. And, um, and then on the other side of that, it's, uh, I also give you a training, three steps to master your weight. You're really, that's a foundational piece, no matter what. So you should watch that. Um, and then if you do want to invest yourself at a higher level and actually work with me, um, you know, again, I, I talk about the program and then I offer you a special, a special offer there. Okay. So it's half off. So don't buy it from my pro by the site right now. I'm telling you that. Okay. Um, put, put the half hour and watch it and then, then get it there. But, but yeah, I will have a program next week that I think, um, a, a lot of people are going to like, it's really good. It's a great program. Um, I'm really excited about putting that out. Okay. Like don't deprive yourself. So on weekends, it's okay. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, people say, Oh, what if I overeat on the weekend? Great. Go ahead and overeat on the weekend because what happens is you're structuring it because it's very interesting when you start overeating in a constrained period of time, it, it's just, it changes everything because all of a sudden you're aware of what you're doing and then you get back on track. So you're minimizing the damage. You're minimizing the damage initially just by constraining it to two days. And I'm telling you, having those two days you look forward to where you get to eat what you want makes it so much easier to be clean for those five days. You're kind of like making an agreement with yourself because you're making a shitty agreement with yourself with the diets. You're saying, okay, I can never eat sugar again. Okay, I can never eat carbs again. Okay, I can never eat what I like again. And you really, your subconscious mind is, what? What? No! Right? You know what I mean? And you freak out. What do you think? Why do you think you don't stick with the plan? You know, so it's like your, your obsession with getting fastest results possible is the number one thing that's keeping you from getting any results at all, you know? 
So, um, yeah. So you say, oh, what if I way overeat on the weekends? Well, it gives a shit. That's just the starting point. You know, that's the other thing, <laughs> you know, stop being in a rush. So it's like you learn a lot. If you four weeks and weekends in a row and you binge yourself silly, what happens? Everything's relative. So if you start constraining your overeating and binging to the, just the weekend and then you're eating pretty well the other days, what happens is you start to become super aware of how shitty you feel when you binge. You think you feel, you think you realize how shitty you feel now, but I promise you, you don't. I promise you. And so as you start to realize, holy shit, I feel terrible. I did this. So I did this with water. I'll give you an example just with water. And this happened with everything when I did this model. So water for me, introducing that to drink enough water every day was, was really hard for me. It was, it was, it was one of the longer habits to install. It took a while. And I remember I was doing this five, two thing. And I said, you know what? On the weekend, fuck the water. <laughs> I don't want to drink any water. I don't want to think about it. And so I went for a while, like not drinking water on the weekends. And all of a sudden I said, oh man, I feel like shit. I feel like shit when I don't drink the water, you know? And all of a sudden I said, I want to drink water on the weekends. I, I can't tell you what that's worth, you know? So if you don't lose any weight for a month, two months, but all of a sudden you get to the point where you say, oh, I don't want to binge. I don't like this. That That's worth everything. Do you, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you have this belief, you're like, I, I don't like binging, you know? Because right now you're like, I love binging. I got to stop myself from binging. I just want to binge. I want to eat everything. I got to stop myself. I, gotta, I don't want to binge. Oh, don't let myself do it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's this weird subconscious thing you got going on, you know? And so you have to change that. And, and that's one way to do it. Do you recommend intermittent fasting or not necessary? I don't, you know, I don't know. I get asked this every day. And, um, you know, it's a weird thing for me because it's just how you perceive it, right? So I intermittent fast. <laughs> so you say, well, but but I, I started that 30 years ago and it wasn't called intermittent fasting. I wanted to stop eating at night. Yeah, I used to snack all night. And so I really trained myself to stop eating six o'clock at night usually and I'd eat the next day seven-ish, you know? And that's what I did. And I felt really good. It was it felt good to just give my body a break. I'd never done that in my life. So it felt amazing. And so now here we are 30 years later. I was like, oh, fit in a minute fasting, minute fasting. I think, you know, I had a lot more meaning behind it. I practiced it, all the rest of it. And I think if I went into it like, okay, I gotta stop eating 16 hours a day, you know, it's like it's like a diet mentality around it. And then I think that kind of messes it up. So I don't know, like it's, I wish I could answer it easier, but I'll, I'll put it this way. If you find intermittent fasting sustainable and relatively comfortable, then I would, I would pursue it. If you find like it's something you dread and, and don't like doing. Um, and the other thing I'd really watch out for is two big problems with intermittent fasting as it's put out there now. The first one is that a lot of times it can trigger overeating because you don't eat and then you get yourself so hungry that once you start eating, you can't control yourself. The second thing, which is even more insidious, is it, it activates this cognitive bias called moral licensing or the licensing effect, which is when we do something virtuous, then we become much more likely to do something less virtuous after it, okay? And so it's something, it's, I don't know if you know about cognitive biases, but you, you just don't see them. I could tell you, I mean, ah, it's bullshit. And it's like, that's just how it is, you know? And so, um, but I'm telling you, like the gym's like this, you go to the gym, you're like, okay, I burned a thousand calories so I can eat, you know, that donut or whatever. When in reality, you, you know, burn 200 calories and the donut was 600 calories, you know? So, I see that a lot with intermittent fasting with people that are approaching it as a diet. So um, just some food for thought. I wish I could give you a clear answer, but that's kind of how I think about it. How long a consistency does it take to get into a routine? Great question. Um, it just depends. And I'm not going to sit here and give you, they did that shit with the, the habits. I don't know they say used to 28 days or something. That's bullshit. Um, it just depends. There's a lot of different factors. And um, I will say this though, Let, let's reframe that so that it, it takes as long as it takes. Who gives a shit, right? It's going to be so powerful. Think about this, right? So program yourself then is all built around the idea that you're going to automate the behaviors that keep you at your goal weight. That's so what I mean by automate your behaviors. Look at your toothbrushing, right? Your toothbrushing is an auto automated habit that you installed when you were a kid. 
And so now you just wake up in the morning, just brush your teeth on autopilot. Before you go to bed, you just brush your teeth. And so it's 90% just automated, right? So you don't need, you know, you might think about, oh yeah, I got to brush my teeth. But it's like, it's mostly a habit that you do at very specific times. It's triggered by environmental cues of what time it is, of when you get up, you know, situationally. And so um, we program yourself things like that. So you, you really the goal is to not see diets are the opposite of that diets are like you're trying to micromanage every little thing and it's cognitively overwhelming and that's why you can't stick with it one of the reasons and um so what we're looking to do is is automate everything so a lot of my my lifestyle routines my eating routines are very habitual you know because i want to take them off my cognitive plate i want to make them just automatic you know and that's how i can maintain my goal weight on near autopilot that, that's how you do it um Okay, Don says, yeah, it took me a few months for food. Yeah, again, some things. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Obesogenic. Obesogenic. I don't know why. That's just one of these words. This is in my head. Obesogenic. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe I'll have it now. Jimmy, you need to say that a lot. Mixing in what works for you. We as a side need permission. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? I know. Personally, I'm 100% vegan. I've been for years, but I always say to people that being vegan is not for everyone. Yeah, Nicole, I feel the same way. Like I'm, I'm pescatarian. I mean, I'm vegetarian, but vegetarians get mad at me because I eat fish occasionally. Um, but I, to me, like, like honestly, if it, some people laugh when I say this, but like to me, like, and cause I eat meat every day of my life. I mean, like I was a big, big, big meat eater. Okay. And, um, as I started like walking down a path of yoga first, you know what I mean? I started doing yoga and meditation and, and these types of things. Um, but as I started to like get exposed to the idea of vegetarianism, it just felt, I, I just felt better and it almost felt, I felt like it's like sexuality. It's like, I just felt like a vegetarian. Like I, that's what I felt like I was. It did. It wasn't something like, okay, I gotta be a vegetarian. I can't do this. Now, don't get me wrong. I remember 30 years ago, it was 28 years ago. I remember thinking, well, if I just go vegetarian, it's gonna be so much easier to master my weight because back then there wasn't much, um, <laughs> thanks for that, the little art, um, Back then, there wasn't like a lot of replacements. Do you know what I mean? Like there was, it wasn't like it is now. So it's like if you stopped eating meat, you really wiped out huge sections of of unhealthy food that I love to eat. You know, fast food. Um, you know, pizza place like the grinders, meatball grinders. I used to love that stuff. You know, um, so wiping out the meat really did make it easier for me. But it was primarily I just felt better. And so I never push being a vegetarian. I do think that everyone on the planet should be plant based. Eat your meat, but I think you should have a foundation of plant base. You know, um, that's what we've been eating as, as a society forever. Even you, hey, paleo people, you know, I just saw yesterday, you know, because paleo, it's just all just meat. They found out the, the paleo, they had an average of three, 130 grams of, per, of fiber a day. Okay. So there, there's your, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just makes common sense to just sit there and eat meat and protein. It's just so weird to me. But anyways, everyone's got to make their own food decisions. My program, again, Program Yourself Thin is diet agnostic. I work with carnivores, paleo people, vegans, anyone. My goal is I want to help you do what you want to do. It's about you figuring out what works for you. You're different than me. So I don't give a shit what you eat. You know what I mean? I just want to help you figure out what's going to work best for you. And that's how you should be thinking. You know, stop this bullshit. We're just going to follow something. Like, Here's your plan. Now just do this. Um, Stop that. You know what I mean? Like take it upon yourself. Say, what works for me? It takes a little bit longer, but you end up in a place where it'll last a lot longer too. Um, please tell us what you take from keto and intermittent fasting. Um, from keto, I take really like the idea of like the refined grains. You know what I mean? Like is a big problem. Number one source of calories for American adults is baked goods. You know, so flour is a big problem. You know what I mean? For sure. So yeah, less of that is great. But do you need to go the keto route to do that? Obviously not, you know? Um, and intermittent fasting, yeah, we eat too much. I used to eat, I'd wake up in the morning I, I, and I'd eat from basically eight in the morning until 11, 12 at night. 
constantly. You know, my body was exhausted. I slept like shit and all the rest of it. So I like having periods of time where I'm not eating. Um, how do I stop binge eating? Okay, two big things I always say with binge eating. There's two big causes typically. Um, number one is that you're too hungry. You're trying to starve yourself. And then when you finally start eating, you can't control anymore. Then you start overeating. Oh, I'll flip you off. <laughs> and then uh, the second one is emotional, right? So a lot of times we're using emotions or using food to deal with the emotions to either, usually it's to distract ourselves from emotions we don't want to feel. And sometimes to, to feel emotions we want to feel. But um, so those are the two big triggers to kind of stop binging that I would suggest, again, without knowing your specific situation. Um, same can't stop binge eating. Yeah, same thing. I was, you know, same thing. I stopped weighing myself 16 years ago, so liberated and go by my pants size and I average a size 12. Yeah, great. Again, it's what works for you. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that's great. I, I always, I'd much rather hear it, like whatever works for you. I don't give a shit, right? It's like, I got my strategies that work for me. And then I want you to figure out what strategies work for you. You know, so I'm never saying like, oh, you got to do this. Structuring your reading is the only one I've never seen. Be like, oh, Jim, I don't structure my reading. I'm just, da, da, da. you know, that's the one I haven't seen anyone change with that. But, but other than that, great. Good job. Um, I check a lot, but not looking for a number. Just making sure what I'm doing is good. Yeah. Um, oh, I just missed a bunch of questions. I'm going to start blasting through these questions. Too, so if you got any, feel free to ask them. Um, I'm intrigued by this new plan. <laughs> oh yeah, Don. Yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. It's really good. I mean, it's it's like a it's an at home immersion program, and it's like a little weight mastery cocoon. It's really good. I'm cold. <laughs> oh hot! <laughs> I had to take my sweatshirt off. Um, five two is working for me. Huge. Like now, I eat an apple for dessert, and I'm so happy. Yeah, Don. That's awesome. That's so great. Yes, the freak out is real. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I get that. And you got to manage that, you know. I'm on a GLP-1 medication. It's helped me get into this mindset. I'm so glad I found you live. Super. It's going to take me to the next level. Yeah, that's awesome. It will take you to the next level. What I'm saying is like, it's it's like, it really, <laughs> I'm not saying, like, you know, I'm a humble person. I really am. But I also, I, I've been in the world of weight loss for a long time. And I know no one's got new ideas out there. It's all the same bullshit of people telling you what you should do. And it's like, if that was the problem, you would have solved it a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like the problem is that you don't know what to do. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it. And no one's talking about that. So I'm definitely bringing stuff to help you get to the next level. You know, that's, that's the point of it. Did you feel deprived when you first started to not eat at night? Um, yes, I did. But let me just explain how I did that. Just to, again, don't focus on the specifics. Focus on the process. Listen, when it comes to weight loss, you've been, you've been conditioned to focus and fixate on the outcome. So you say like, I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. And you'll do water fasting. You'll starve yourself, whatever, because all you care about is the outcome. Program yourself is the complete opposite. We're fixated on the process, okay? And so let me put it in a different way. If I said, I'll give you a million dollars or a machine that prints all the money you want forever, which one would you take? You take the machine, right? And so who gives a shit if you can lose 20 pounds in a month, if you can't keep it up? What I care about is can you master your weight forever in a way that's comfortable and enjoyable for you? Because once you can do that, you've got control of your weight forever, you know, and so what goes on with that is the process. So when I want to stop eating at night, the first thing I did, oh, cool, golden microphone. I like that. Thank you. Um, the first thing I did is I started eating more at dinner. Now I know I, I feel like, well, yeah, but dude, weren't you going to gain weight? Yeah. How about this? I didn't give a shit because I, I was planning for the long term so I could actually have phases and I could do things strategically. I ate more at dinner because I just want to see what it felt like to go through a night without eating. I didn't even know what that felt. I didn't know I could do it and I was freaking out about it. Because your mind, you're not logical when you're overeating. You, uh, you don't even know your mind. I haven't gotten into that. But when I say you're in the dark trying to lose weight, I, I I'm literally mean that. You're just like, you're in a room trying to figure things out and you can't see anything. You, you have 
almost no chance, like unless you learn how to do it with your mindset. But anyways, so, um, you know, I, the first thing I want to do is get through a night without eating. Just so I can say, see, Jim is okay. You made it. You're, and I know I'm sounding silly. Like you think that's silly, but next time, next time you want to eat well, and then you don't, why don't you pay attention to how you go and overeat? Cause pay attention to this. Why do you think you can't lose weight? It's because you can't eat right. Why can't you eat right? You know, you want to eat, you know what you shouldn't, shouldn't eat. So why don't you just eat that way? Because as it gets closer and you say, I'm not going to have that ice cream, you start freaking the fuck out. Right. And so the first step is just to like kind of calm your subconscious mind. So the first thing I did, I don't give a shit if I lost weight. I just want to, what's it like to go through a night without eating? You know? And so I ate more at dinner. I started eating more at dinner to make it easy not to eat at night. And then eventually I got that down. And then eventually I worked on the dinner, you know? But when you start thinking more long term, you can start being more strategic with your weight loss. You are not strategic with your weight loss at all. <laughs> you're tactical. Tactical. You have one tactic, whatever diet you're following. No carbs, no sugar, no fat, no eating for 16 hours. Whatever the bullshit is, it's one thing. <clears throat> it's not enough, you know? So you need to think holistically the whole thing, and you need to focus on the process of it, all right? Um, is it true? Oh, thank you for the rose. Is it true that Hashimoto's hypothyroidism disease prevents weight loss? Um, no, it just makes it harder. I, I've worked with people with Hashimoto's um I work with a person right now, PCOS. It's like, listen, it definitely makes it harder. I'm not sitting here saying your genetics and your physical situation don't impact your weight loss because they do. Um, and I'm not saying there's not something out there that just you can't lose weight no matter what. But it's most likely not hypothyroidism. And so when you have those situations, what I always say is you've got to focus in on your lifestyle. Okay, that's got to become a cornerstone piece. It's a cornerstone piece for me and I don't have any of that. Okay? I got high cholesterol though, you know? But... um. And I'm not against medication, you know, but I am saying, I think I'd be more worried about like, oh, I got this. And so now I don't think I can lose weight, you know? And, and, and then that just becomes a, a cover for eating like shit and living like, like hell, you know? Um, so anyways, what are your, what are your lifestyle and nutritional routines actually your own? Um, okay. Lifestyle. So it, it's really the eight I, I talk about, you know, so it's proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, uh, movement, meditation, gratitude. Okay. And so I meditate every day. Um, I drink, you know, at least one to two of these every day. Uh, I eat a salad, a big ass salad with lots of different nutrients and, and stuff in it. Um, four days a week, um, I eat apples and fruit every single day. When I'm meditating, I'm relaxing and I'm breathing. I do yoga at least for five minutes every single night before I go to bed. Um, I express gratitude constantly, like, like, especially during the meditation, I kind of end my meditations with that. So, and then I sleep, I, I really got my sleep. That's been the last one I've really focused in on, um, getting the proper amount of sleep. So yeah, those are all the things they, they, you know, I always say this too. Oh, cool. The rose. Thank you. Um, it, it's crazy. You know, like, like people get so fixated on the weight, but the truth is if you're a typical American, it's like so easy for you to feel a fucking million times better, like almost instantly. Because if you're like a typical American, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're sleep deprived, you're stressed out, you're dehydrated, you're not nourished, so you're starving, you're malnourished, um, you don't move enough, you never meditate, your mind's just all over the place, you know? And you just feel like shit because of it. You know what I mean? Day in and day out, how long have you been living like that? And so it's like, it's amazing how fast you can feel better. Like it's crazy. And then once you feel better, then like, then you go to work on the weight, 
You know what I mean? Like, like you're trying to lose a, I always say, I always do the, the, the pyramid shape, right? Mindset, lifestyle, eating. Those are the three, you know, blueprints of mastering your weight. And most people just try and do the, the eating one. That's like trying to build a house from the top down. It's not going to work. It's never going to work. You know? Um, I really love your TikToks. They're really helping me. Thank you. You're welcome. I really appreciate you saying that. Tips on binge eating. Again, usually that's triggered by starving yourself or being really hungry and um, emotional stuff. So so I know that's vague, but but go there. And if you have more detail that you want, because I, I, I can't, like binge eating, there's so many different varieties of it. You know what I mean? So, but again, the two big culprits, um, and, and the biggest one by far is that people trying to starve themselves. You know? Hey, listen, if you're trying to starve yourself, like you, don't, you don't starve yourself to, to lose weight. You manage your hunger. You're gonna, I, like if I get hungry, fuck it. I mean, I mean all the wrong stuff. Okay. The thing is that I strategically manage my hunger. So I'm never starving. I'm never that hungry. So it's way easy for me to make the right food choices. Okay. When you start getting really hungry, every cell of your being starts screaming out for food, your brain, your ears, all your sense organs start getting tuned up to food, right? So it's like you can smell the fries from across the street. You can hear someone open up chip bags from the other side of town, right? You can see, you know, everyone that's eating something, forget it. You're not fighting against that. Okay. Just stop it. It's never going to work. Never, ever, never. Okay. So what you have to do is you have to manage your hunger. I'm managing my hunger every single day. So I'm never getting that hungry, you know, strategically. Um, hello, hello. I get ridiculously tired after a 10 minute cardio. Is that normal? Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not really an exercise master. Um, hello from Los Cabos. Hey, how you doing? Bubbles and Sherry's magazine. Sounds like a fun magazine. <laughs> I have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah, Jill, Jill was a big, big binge eater. Yeah, the program really helped her with that. Um, do you ever drink alcohol? Yes, I do. I drink alcohol on the weekends. Um, you know, which, again, you know, I will say sometimes in life, you know, someone someone from the outside has to come in with the answers. <laughs> that's, that's me. Because I'm uniquely situated for this because I believe that a lot of weight weight mastery, it's really a manage, it's managing an addiction. Right. Let's be honest. I mean, to some level, the food's an addiction, right? It's hard for you to stop eating it. You want to stop eating, you know, it's harming you and you can't stop addiction. Okay. And so the thing is you have to manage it. It's very unusual because most addictions, you could just stop doing the thing completely with food. You got to, you're, you're always interfacing with it. And so, you know, I used to be a binge drinker and I mean the worst binge drinker in my school and then the worst binge drinker in my college. Like I'm talking binge drinking, blackout fucked up you know and so at that time i i never wanted to say i was an alcoholic i just didn't feel that way it didn't feel right i didn't want to give up alcohol this episode oh, yeah but you're an alcoholic you shouldn't do that but i just I, I didn't feel it and i always reference myself and so long story short is i have healed up my relationship with alcohol you know and so i drink now um on the weekend and i drink moderately you know it, it, it's exactly the way i like it so it's, it's the sweet spot now, some people say, oh, you shouldn't do it. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. <laughs> I hope you don't care anyways. Because, you know, it's like, if you're going to do this, you really, you can't do this for other people. You know what I mean? Like, you really just got to, you got to look inside yourself and that's where you got to find the real answers. That's what I believe anyways. And so, um, yeah, so so the alcohol, because I remember when I was doing yoga, right? So I'm a yoga instructor. So it's like, I, people be like, oh, you, you do yoga and you drink wine? You know, my, my yoga people, very judgmentally. I was like, you want me to, to you know, drink and not do yoga? <laughs> You know, so is that the healthiest thing? I don't know. It's for me to decide and that's what I want to do, you know, so I'm very comfortable with that. However, that mindset, I think really, I think that's the right mindset for mastering your weight because it's one where it's like, I am, I'm, I think about sugar the same way I think about alcohol. 
you know? And so it's like, I don't want to not eat sugar. I like eating sugar sometimes, but I'm very respectful of it. Same with the alcohol, very respectful of it. And I'm very moderated with it. And, and anyone could watch, I mean, I'm not bullshitting you. I, I eat the sugar moderately. I drink moderately. I never get drunk, you know? I got drunk last summer one time for the first time in years and it was fucking horrible. I, I, I was embarrassed. It was awful in every way, you know? And so um, I did not that I needed that reaffirmation of it. It kind of snuck up on me, but, but I hate it now. It's like, I, I'm, I'm in a right, I'm in a good, good place with it. But anyways, I went along along with that, but, but that's what I think. It's not so much that the food groups are bad. It's that our food is so processed and create hunger. Yeah, absolutely, Cleo. That's so true. So true. Oh shit. I got to get back on the questions. All right. I am going to go faster. So I'm going to go through them quick. All right. Um, 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 and ask any questions if you have any. Oh, anyone else too? If you guys are watching this and you want to burn some calories, I just read this study that um, I heard you could burn 100 calories an hour if you tap on the screen and get me some some likes and some hearts. <laughs> I'm kind of joking, but it does help me if you tap on that. It gets more people in here and uh, more people can hear all this stuff. So feel free to tap on that screen and like uh, like this if you like what you're hearing. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. Oh, thank you. Look at that. That's cool looking. Um, yeah, alcohol, just weekends. Yep, just on the weekends. Um, look at all those hearts. Makes my heart sing. I don't know how to start. I want to lose about 45 pounds. I'm going through menopause. Okay, well, you start with, you clean up your lifestyle, right? Sleep, proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. You start focusing on those, implementing those, and not all at once necessarily, but start doing them. Um, and then pick your worst eating habit and go to work on that. Don't overwhelm yourself, but do that, and then move forward with it. Okay, that's a smart plan with it. Um, Don says, I'm in menopause too. Whole foods and five, two approach. Will you feel great? Promise. Yeah, that's it. Don's doing that. It's doing awesome. Yeah. I listen, I've made my whole career helping people in, in whatever phase of menopause they're in lose weight. So you can absolutely do it. Okay. Don't let that be a stopping point. Do you mean by whole foods? I really appreciate some advice by whole foods. She just means whole natural foods, um, foods that are close to nature that when you look at them, they, uh, that they're all working out. Yeah. Veggies, mix it up. Olive oil, balsamic. Yeah. Just keeping it natural. The closer to nature, the better. Um, really need to hear this tonight. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. It takes time to get used to it, but it's a game changer. Yeah, it takes a little time, you know? Again, it's just like it's implementing a habit. You know, it takes a little time, but that's okay. Then it lasts. Do you think limiting oil intake could help lose a few pounds? Yeah, definitely. Oil's usually got a lot of calories in it. Sleep, meditation, gratitude, movement, fruits, veg, water, yoga before bed, anything I missed? Um, no, those are the big ones, you know, definitely. Um, I think, I, I was thinking like to add some other ones. I, I read every day and I play guitar, you know what I mean? Um, oh, and I walk, you know what I mean? I go for walks every day. Um, and, but I think having hobbies and that stuff is really important too, because I think you need to have like some like intrinsic, natural, good way to kind of satisfy yourself, to make yourself feel good. You know, cause what our society does is it makes it watch, watch TV and then you watch TV and then you just get programmed to eat shitty food. You know, so it's like, yeah, I think you gotta step out. What's something, what's a hobby that you kind of did and you lost a little touch with or something you always wanted to do? As you start doing that, you start building up intrinsic motivation. It just feels good and it makes you the best version of yourself and that makes everything easier. So that's another one. Oh yeah, she helped me focus on prioritizing. Yeah, sleep's crucial, super crucial. Um, emotional or anything, I just can't stop eating. Um, I get three times the calories I need per day. I just wake up and start eating, then go for a break to digest and eat again the moment I can stand. Um, yeah. Okay. So Astrid, so I mean like that's, that's, that's an emotional thing most likely. Um, so, you know, the question becomes, you know, that's kind of the hobby thing. A lot of times people say, Oh, what do I do? What do you do about boredom eating? Well, you know, you, you live a more interesting life. You know what I mean? I don't sound like a <laughs> jerk, but you know what I mean? Like you can start intentionally doing things that are more interesting. You know, I'm going to guess that you don't have a lot of interesting things to do if all you're doing, because eating ain't that interesting. You know, it gets kind of boring and it's super expensive. So I think it's important that you start to, 
you know, cultivate, you know, hobbies, things that are interesting to you that you can look forward to genuinely. I think that's a big part of the process. Um, yeah, and Whole Foods. Yeah, good, good, good advice, Don. Yeah, Whole Foods as well, because you can only eat so much Whole Foods. <laughs> that is true. Um, funny you speak about the alcohol. I've been binging massively more than ever for three weeks, and I feel hungover when I wake up. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Hello from France, Garden Party Girl. I still don't know whether I agree with you or not. Can you help? Um, I'm not sure what you agree with, but I'd be happy to help. <laughs> I feel like I used to feel when I binge drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally burning calories by tapping on the screen. I appreciate you a lot. Thank you, Astra. I appreciate that. That's funny. Yeah, I'm joking. I don't know how many calories you burn, but I, I don't know. You might, you might burn some. It, it is it is a thing I read, you know, like that people that fidget and stuff like that. Like you don't think about it, you know, as burning calories, but like everything kind of leads that way. So that's just a little thing you can do, you know, because sometimes like when you start reducing calories, you do have this, like this is a real thing. You know, people that are obese have a harder time losing weight. Well, why? It's not because their body won't let go of the weight. It's that your whole system kind of, it, it reduces your desire to move because it, it wants to maintain the same calorie balance. Um, but it, so it reduces your desire to want to move. And so you start conserving energy. And um, so you want to fight against that a bit. And you can do it in comfortable ways by just tapping on that screen, you know, hitting some, some, hitting some hearts. Um, yeah, I read the same about fidgeting. Oh, okay, yeah, cool, right? And so, um, but again, you know, like that, that idea, right? Like it's kind of the nudge philosophy. With dieting, it's like you're trying to change everything all at once, you know? And with the approach we're talking about programming yourself then, it's much more about kind of nudging yourself consistently in the direction you want to go in consistently. So for example, I'll give you one example. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was making a sandwich, which again, I don't even like to eat, but it was Tuesday night and it was just, it was a weird night. And um, what I do now is like, it was a tofurkey sandwich. So it's again, processed, not, not a great dinner for me. Um, but so I'm eating this sandwich. I'm gonna put some cheese on it. And instead of using like a slice, like a slice of cheese, like you usually get slices of cheese that are packaged. You now I have like a block of cheese and I like just cut like slivers of it. You know what I mean? So I probably ate like what I ate for cheese compared to a slice of cheese. It was probably about 15, 20% of a slice, you know? And so it's like, it's consistently doing things like that little nudge things that don't feel overwhelming. That's how you really master your weight. You know, trying to do everything all at once. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I want you to look at that. It's like, it's overwhelming. You can't keep it up. But if you, what do they say? Like inch by inch, life's a cinch, yard by yards, everything's hard, right? It's that kind of mentality, you know? And so even fidgeting more, if you can like think about that, that's a form of exercising. Is it as good as going to the gym? Um, I think so because I hate going to the gym and I'm not going to do it. So yeah, it's a lot better than going to the gym because I'm not going to do that. So I'm more likely to kind of fidget and just do stuff. I'm a fidgety person to begin with anyways, but um, it made me feel good about fidgeting. And I try and fidget a little bit more. You know what I mean? Uh, so you can talk with your hands more. You know what I mean? Like you can just become, see, like I like to internalize, like just feeling more. That's part of like, like, you know, someone said that said, oh, it's so powerful tapping into who I want to be you know, and like that motivation. Cause again, people typically say, Oh, I hate being fat. I hate my stomach. I hate this. I hate feeling like shit. I hate overeating. And it's all the stuff they hate and that doesn't feel good. So now they're like, it's, that's moving away motivation. They're trying to move away from pain. And that's what most people do, but that doesn't last long because focusing on pain feels like shit. So we want to focus on the pleasure, you know? And so when you connect to who you want to be, again, it's a process, but you know, maybe you start seeing yourself from being someone who doesn't move much and feels heavy and kind of sluggish and tired to being someone who's just like more, more active. Like that is an exercise in and of itself. And I would say that exercise, like we say, you know what, I'm going to be like more, more engaged. I'm going to engage my muscle. I'm going to hold myself up. I'm going to kind of move more when I talk. I'm going to, you know, just feel lighter and, and all this stuff that becomes a different, you, you're developing a different version of you. 
You know what I mean? You speak different and move more and all this stuff. And um, it's a way to practice being the person you want to be. It's a little way that can be really helpful. All right. All right. I want to get out of here. If you have not, oh, someone said I got a treadmill starting with two, three miles a day, not beating myself if I do less. Yeah. Again, in the program, we always say consistency over intensity. Okay. So it's really about consistency. And so what I'd be saying, if I got a treadmill and I want to implement that as a habit, I don't give a shit how long I walk. I just want to make sure I get on it for at least a minute every time. You know, and I would want to make it automated. So I would seek to do it at the same time every day or when the days I wanted to do it. And I would look to ritualize it so that I didn't have to think about it. I want to to shove that off to my subconscious mind to remember. And so I don't give a shit how long I do it. I just want to do it for at least a minute on the times I want to do it. That's called a habit container. And then as I do that, sometimes just getting on the machine in yoga, there's a saying, right? The hardest posture is to get on your mat, right? Because the hardest part is just to start and remember to do it. And so once you get good at that, you know, then it's easier to kind of like expand that. That's the easier part. But the first part is just remembering to do it consistently. So great job, though. Great job taking action. Um, I was 465 pounds now down to 268. But for the last few months, my weight is up and down on the scale. Okay, so when you hit plateaus, you know, I suggest that you approach that as maintenance um, practice. Okay. Because at some point, you know, that's what's going to happen. And so just relax, kind of relax into that way of being, get, get used to it. Cause you don't know if your body's just kind of readjusting or if you need to make a shift in what you're doing, but if you stabilize your behaviors and get comfortable with it, then you can make that decision. Okay. Everything you say makes so much sense. It really does. Doesn't it? <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, but I would agree with you. I, I think I make more sense about weight loss than anyone on the planet. I genuinely believe that. Because I'm not a doctor talking, you know, crazy shit that no one understands. I'm not a neuroscientist explaining things in words that no one understands. I'm just a normal person um, who works with regular people and helps them change how they think in order to live at their goal weight. You know, so I appreciate you saying that. And uh, I agree with you. (laughs) So listen, if anyone wants to go further in my world, click on my bio and go get that hypnosis session and listen to it. Um, and watch the training that follows three steps to master your weight. Okay. It's really good. It's a different paradigm of how to approach all this. And then if you're really serious, you know, join the program. You know what I mean? And we'll, we'll get on a call next Tuesday and we'll talk and I'll help you make this all happen. Okay. Um, and if not, you can always watch my TikToks, my podcast, program yourself, then Jim Kitsoulis YouTube channel. Um, and I have another TikTok channel too. That's just more general hypnosis stuff. Um, not, not just the weight loss. So, all right. Thank you much, everyone. We've been here for a while. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Bye.